Welcome back to that wonderful, wonderful show, For Your Distraction, the best show you ever listened to. I am one of your hosts. My name is Adam Silvis. Sitting across from me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Scott Malanke. How are we doing today, Scott? Yo, I'm doing great. Yo. Yo, yo I'm doing great, man. I, I love how Adam opened up sounding like he was on an NPR show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm I Adam Silvis, and you're listening to... I try, to be, I, I try to be as professional as I can when I they open up. They just whisper into the microphone on NPR. Every Monday through Friday, listen, 3 to 6. When we, listen, when we get our microphones, our legit microphones, my face is going to be down here at the start. Hello, welcome, everybody. How are we doing today? Yeah. And, of course, that voice you heard, as always, joining us is our pop culture correspondent, Brandon. How we doing today? Yo, what's up? Yo. Keeping it real, yo. <laughs> so, what's up, guys? How we doing? Doing pretty good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful time of year. It, it is. It Holidays is. coming up. Love it. I, keep, I, I always think of it every single time you get around this time of the year, how when I was a kid, it'd be just dense with snow outside by this time. There'd be yeah. so we much snow. We already had snow days by this time. Yeah. yeah. Global warming, climate change. What's that? No, What's that? Grunt. Grunt. You know, I have, I have a friend. He is, he is a scientist. He's not a climate scientist. I'm not sure what kind of science he is, but he's also a conservative. Yeah. So the... And I've had the conversation with him before, and he goes, and this leads us to kind of what we talked about in a previous podcast about it's okay to be conservative if you present your arguments yeah. in the right way. And his argument about climate change was a good one. He goes, I'm a scientist. You hear all these other conservatives saying that climate change isn't real, climate change isn't real, it's not caused by humans. He's like, they've never looked at the data. Because it is absolutely a real thing. It is. And it is caused by people. He goes, he goes for them to say it's not real is completely false. He's like, but my argument is, what can we possibly do about it? But here's the, the findings I saw were that the majority of it isn't caused by humans. That Earth has always went through these cycles of... Brandon, I'm going down. Uh, this conversation is one of the conversation topics I was thinking about because I was listening to a podcast earlier. Yeah. This is a very deep conversation I want to get into. Really? It, it actually is. I've listened to a podcast earlier that covered this kind of similar things, which actually made me buy a book by the, one of the guests they have on the podcast, and I'm waiting for it to come in. I want to get in the beer of the show first, and let's get drinking, and then we can have a he's, deep conversation. He's, he's he us. needs to wet his whistle. I do need to wet my whistle. I want to, I want to introduce the beer of the show because this is going to this is going to be, I think, a long conversation we're going to have. I that's feel. that's I fair. Feel. Okay. So, so we'll rewind a little bit, and we'll introduce the beer of the I'll show. Let, I'll let you continue as soon as we do the beer of the show. Though. Okay, Brandon, you brought this beer of the show, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um, the beer is from a brewing company that I've. Was introduced to last year, Shipyard Brewing Company. You guys ever had anything from them? Yeah, they do the they do the melon head. They do the melon. I don't think head. I've had anything from them. No. I've had the they melon do the pumpkin head. head. Um, this is their smash blueberry. Um, the story behind it, we wanted to get the Ellicottville one. Oh, Ellicottville blueberry. We had on the beer of the yes, show. Before. We wanted to get that. Very good. They yeah. didn't have it, so they said this was the next closest thing. Smash blueberry. It's an ale with natural flavor added. So it unlike the Elliot one. This one it just has flavor added to it. It's not brewed with real blueberries or anything oh, like that. Oh, mm, yeah, I don't like that as much. Yeah. I The Ellicottville blueberry that we had that the three of us, we absolutely loved, yeah. is brewed with fresh blueberries. This one is just blueberry like there, there, flavor. There, if you were to get that the other blueberry beer into a cup, you could see the sediment mm. in there. There's not going to be any sediment in this. I see. Um, so where is this located? 
says Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. So that's where the Shipyard Brewing Company yep. is. Kind of interesting. Um, it's nine percent. Oh yeah. I, I say that because you can taste the alcohol in it. It's a strong, it, it's strong potent. beer. You can smell it. When I open this the, beer up, I really, really like the smell of it. I took a taste of it. It's the taste does not match the smell. It smells amazing. Yeah. Like we just, I, I, the blueberry is overpowered by the alcohol taste. This I, tastes like there's liquor mixed with my beer right now. I wish yeah. this was Spaceballs, where I could just crack it open and just go, and just get drunk off that. Uh, I, that's what I. That's what I. This smells like. Now, I will not be able to drink multiple of these overnight. No so way. If those of you looking to bring these to a party, please do not. Um, you probably only have one of these a night if you can even tolerate it. Um, I'm gonna have to give it like a. 1.75 okay. out of 5. I I like what they were going for. Really powerful fruit beer. Yeah. Then it, won't, it just has a lot of bite. More more than you would ever want. Okay. I'll rate it. Hmm. Wait, you know what this feels Ooh. like? It feels like it should be one of those beers that should be sold in like the huge beer bottle where you just buy one like the grocery store. One of those really powerful... I mean, it, it like you said, it's 9% alcohol. That's a lot. That's yeah. that's a lot for a beer. It's it's a little too strong. I could, I like, I don't like the blueberry flavor as much as the other one. Um, a little too strong. Don't like the flavor as much. I'm gonna give it two, two and a half. I'm gonna give it a two, solid two. That's gonna be my rating for this beer. Uh, the taste. It's uh, it's not that great, honestly. The taste is not that great. The smell is amazing. Though. The smell is does really smell good. good. It does smell very good. It fills the room the second you crack that bottle open. I'm going to give it a 2. Normally I'd give it a 1.5, but the smell gives it that extra 0.5 points. So I'm going to give it a 2. And the other thing is, too, uh, when I see a name like Shipyard, I trust it because I love their melon head. I love their oh, apple shit. head, their pumpkin head. Goddamn. They, I've trusted them with fruit-flavored beers. I'm wondering why it's not called Blueberry Head. And they usually have the guy on the, the horse. Yeah, I can picture their other bottles. Yeah. So. This one just says, yes, we are a powerful beer. Basically. Yeah. All right, well. Signature series. I don't know if that means it's like a limited thing. Yeah, or... I was just, I was reading the, yeah. the bottle right now. Shipyard Brewing Company Signature Series. That's a tongue twister. Smashed Blueberry. Well, thanks to everybody at Shipyard Brewing Company. But no thanks. I mean, I've had worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had I definitely worse. had worse. I've had worse. I could drink. I could drink this. But after this, I'm probably going to switch to something else yeah. because it's just... It's a one and done. It, it, this podcast could turn into a shit show if we have multiple of these. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, thanks for the beer of the show. We're going we're gonna to drink these and enjoy them. Definitely. Now, Brandon, you let's let's get back to it. Might as well get back into it right now while it's still fresh in our minds. You were talking about how it's global warming may not be entirely humanity's fault. That there are incidents well, in the past that I want to say, like two or three years ago, I, I became very passionate about the subject. I had to do a paper on it and everything, and I might I'm not up to date on my facts, and I'm not entirely I don't remember everything. You're not an expert. I'm not an expert, and I want to say two or three years ago, I was more educated about the thing. But I remember the general consensus was, yes, humans are speeding up the process of global warming. 
but they're not if we weren't here it would still be happening yeah but at a slower rate because it's a natural process of the earth okay well i'm gonna throw two names out okay. for you guys and you guys tell me if you've ever heard of them okay uh graham hancock and randall carlson you ever heard of them before I have not heard of either one of them. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, uh, I was listening to an episode of Joe Rogan Experience recently. A very great podcast, mind you. I love it so you much. You brought it up a couple times. I did. It's, it's a very, great one. It's I know a very a good. He brings, on, he brings on special guests. He, he talks about serious he's issues. He's a guy who wants to be an expert in everything. He's, he's I know Joe Rogan. I like him. He's a funny comedian. I like some of his shows. Yeah. He does like MMA announcing mm-hmm. and stuff. I like the guy, but I've never listened to his podcast. His podcast is not a funny podcast. It's a serious show where he talks about serious subjects yeah. and things like that. Huh. Well, I think brought... I'd like to hear his comedy because I like him. Definitely. The shows are like three hours long, though, each. Every like, show is three hours. Wow. I mean, he does like once a week, right? No, he does more than he Because I've seen him upload multiple, like twice a day sometimes. Does he have a, does he have a satellite station that he airs them on? Kind of like well, Stern or what? I don't, I, I don't think it's, I think it's just podcasts. That's all it is. Okay. Just podcasts. I know he, Man, he puts it on YouTube, which I have the video up here right now. He puts them on YouTube and stuff like that, but he also puts them on iTunes. But anyway, um, the two men he had on there, very interesting men. Uh, Graham Hancock, and I'm going to read right from the uh, description on here just so I don't screw it up. He is an English author and journalist, uh, well known for books such as Fingerprints of the Gods and his new book, Magicians of the Gods. Pharaohs of the Gods? Fingerprints of the Gods. Okay. Chariots of the Gods? Yeah, I was thinking Chariots of the no, Gods. Finger, so Fingerprints of the Gods is his book. Oh. I think it was like the early 90s he wrote it, and he just put out a new one recently called Magicians of the Gods, which I actually ordered after listening to this podcast because I want to read it. Um, and the other man, Randall Carlson, is a master builder and architectural designer, teacher, geometrician, uh, geo, uh, geomythologist, geo, geological explorer. He knows a lot about the earth, basically. He's an, he's an expert in ways of the What's earth. What's a geomythologist? I have no idea. No idea. Is he British too? Does that mean no, he studies he's like not. if the Kraken lives in the Marianas Trench? Is that a geomythologist? I have no idea. I think it's I think it's more like the, Release well, the Kraken. This might this might help explain it a little bit as I go. Actually, never in Greek mythology. You know the Kraken? Nope, that was only put in the movies by Hollywood. Uh, the Kraken is nowhere in Greek mythology whatsoever. It's a little fun that. fact for you guys. I was too when I heard that fact. I didn't want to believe it. I think geomythologists, it'll be explained better once we get into this conversation a little bit because one of the things they both talk about big time and basically going along with what you said, that there is evidence that Global warming, yes, man should be treating the earth fine. Man should be not be abusing the earth and everything like that. But that these extinction type events like global warming, things like that, and mass flooding and all this kind of stuff, they've happened before. This isn't the first time it's ever happened. It's happened before, and there's evidence of it. And by the way, they're, they're, I, I use the term rogue scholars, kind of, because they're not mainstream scientists. Uh, Graham Hancock isn't even a scientist at all. He's an author. But the science community doesn't recognize... A lot of what they talk about, it's usually uh, because they just don't want to. They, yeah. they, they want to know history as they know it, and they talk about a lot of stuff that would basically be, you know, change history almost. And you have to keep in mind, a lot of time with modern scientists, they will only talk about what their funders want them to talk about, where sure. they get their funding for the research. Who funds the research? They have a certain agenda that they want pushed. So whenever you see like a research done, you need to see at the bottom who the research was sponsored by yeah. and who it was funded by because that will give you an idea. So like say you see a research on abortions and at the bottom it says funded by um, Planned Parenthood. You're going to be like, oh, this might be swayed in that direction. Yeah. And you need to pay attention a lot with research that's done on anything. Well, one of the big things that they talk about is, and this might get into the whole geomythologist aspect of it uh, to explain the term, is they talk a lot about... Uh, underneath the ground whenever they do like architectural or uh, 
Archaeological. Archaeological. Thank you very much. <laughs> Archaeological dig sites and things like mm-hmm. that. They're finding these buried, uh, almost like tombs or something like that. Like these open, open areas and stuff like that that are not natural. They're absolutely it's absolutely man-made structures mm-hmm. that they're finding. And the evidence that they're finding is that these structures were made close to between like ten and twelve thousand years ago. Something what like that. What kind of structure we're we talking about? We're talking like like uh, I don't know if you want to. Almost like temple like. Okay, okay, stuff but there's, like that. But there's not like, De- you know, carved. Put together right but how, but how is that true when there's certain conservative Christians that say the earth is only 6,000 years old? Exactly. That's my point. It's, <laughs> they're rogue scholars. But I mean, <laughs> but, but the reason why there's a lot of people that are trying to dissuade this, this theory is because most people believe that the earliest uh, civilizations that they know of, the earliest intelligent civilizations, like the mind stuff like that only appeared about 6,000 years ago and somewhere around there and before that no what they're saying is here's what they're saying Scott you're shaking your head and this one explain before that what they believe is that all the humans that were before that were nomadic tribes that they were hunter gatherers and stuff like that that's a fact but what he's saying was that this new evidence these new places that they're finding are proving that because of how old they are that there weren't just nomadic tribes that there's a possibility that there were intelligent civilizations even then like, he's talking, like, Lost City of Atlantis-type stuff, you know? Oh, like, gigantic civilizations that went through this extinction-type type event, went through, went through these kind of events and stuff like that, whether it's flood or disease or anything like that. What he's saying is that alongside these nomadic tribes and stuff like that, that there are lost civilizations that nobody ever knew about. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to dissuade that and everything like that by saying, oh, that's poppycock, that's rubbish, that's stupid that's dumb it's, you're being stupid and that that and right now they're fighting in the scientific community to make this stuff mainstream to let people know about yeah, it that's what like bothers that. me is like people we only know what's written in the history books about what events happen and we have the only way we're going to uncover more truths about our past yeah. is by digging yeah and doing these carbon dating tests and yeah. everything but that's what he's saying one of the big arguments that they're saying is that it these extinction level events like the flooding and the earth uh, warming up and all the stuff that's happening may have happened before. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time it's ever happened. It's just something the Earth grow- goes through sometimes. And he's not saying he's not saying you know I'm against gl- the gl- theory of global warming. I'm against you know taking care of Mother. He's like no, okay, the Earth needs to be taken care of. The Earth we need to take care of Earth, but it's not the only factor involved, is what he's saying. So um, yeah, I okay, like he I can believe- buy into some of that. But as I was saying, hold the whole six. I, I was I was being well, facetious when I made yeah, the comment yeah. about the six thousand years. But in all honesty, like I've heard some pretty dumb things where people believe that Jesus like saddled up a velociraptor. Like they, they, <laughs> they don't really believe but, that. That's but, a fun joke. But no, if you go to the Creation Museum, they believe that. They honestly believe that. Oh, they, that's on them. It, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's an incredibly too high portion of people that believe that. And then they watched Jurassic World when it came out. They saw what Chris Pratt did. They said, see, that's what Jesus did. Well, here's another <laughs> thing is that and, you know, Jurassic Park does a good job of covering its footsteps with this, too, by saying these aren't exactly how dinosaurs would be. Yeah. Because recent studies have showed that dinosaurs... Were actually probably mammals and covered in fur or feathers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to believe that because you grew up with reptilian I, dinosaurs. Did you guys know that I played with dinosaurs as a kid? <laughs> but I and I hate that. I hate. I believe like, that they can be. They can still be lizards, yeah. but they could. They could have like a, a soft downy feather. It, it, it's, I'm okay with yeah. that. It, it's been proven though now that a, a reptile cannot be that big and be cold blooded. It's, it's like 
it just like anatomically impossible. Well, you can be the oxi- the oxygen level of the Earth back then was so much higher than yeah. it is nowadays. Yeah. Everything was huge. The trees were huge. The bugs were huge. So in our thinking. Yeah, you can't. With higher oxygen, then you can do that. It's probably a lot warmer from greenhouse. Yes, yes. But, you know, there's also the whole thing that dinosaurs evolved in the birds. And you can see that. Mm -hmm. You can see that in birds. Um, There was a time period. You probably know more about this than I do, Scott. But there was a time where those, like, um, those raptor-like birds ruled the Earth for, like, thousands of years. What are those ones called? This is, like, Mm, after the dinosaurs. they they, They called them terror birds. Yeah. But they had a, like a more scientific. They name. were like the supreme hunters. Yeah. Like they, yes. they killed everything, and that those are dinosaurs evolved into those, and those evolved into our birds. Mm-hmm. And we're finding new things out every yeah. day about evolution and it's our just history. The, and one of the things they talk about, and the biggest reason why they think that a lot of mainstream scientists are going against what they say, is because if they're proven right about what they found and what they believe, what that means is pretty much everything that historians. Have been and other scientists have been teaching and learning and stuff like that is wrong. Everything they've been mm-hmm. teaching is wrong, and they have to basically learn a whole new thing, and they just won't do it. They won't deal with it. So they basically accuse them of teaching pseudoscience and things like that, and saying, "Oh, it's ridiculous. It's wrong. It's not true," and stuff like that. When he's saying that there's clear evidence that things like this have happened, it's like when he talks about, for example, how the belief that man is the one that wiped out the woolly mammoth, for example. He doesn't believe that man entirely wiped out the woolly mammoth because when you think about how many human beings that were alive on Earth at the time that were hunting woolly mammoths with spears and arrows, this gigantic, thick-skinned, furry creature, like, there's no way he believes that man entirely... He believes man hunted woolly mammoths. He's not denying that. What he's saying is he doesn't believe that man hunted them to extinction, is what he's saying. I see what you're saying, though, but here's the thing. I I hear that with arguments made today with... uh... Like Darwinism, survival of the fittest, humans are just helping speed up the process of. That's fine, but, uh, of but what animals he, being that's extinct. fine. But what he's saying is like it just the numbers don't add up because it seems like how it's like how yeah, but time, I mean though. yeah, he's saying like how can humanity who are their largest technology is the spear and the yeah. bow and arrow? We, we how can they yes hunt them no. down? They can beyond. contribute though. They they, they can I contribute, don't... but. What it, what he's saying is, uh, they, I mean, did they hunt them down faster than they could procreate? I don't. Like, that's the thing, though. I don't think elephants like pop off spawn like that fast either. No, their gestation period yeah. for an elephant is t- thirteen months or something yeah. like that. An elephant is pregnant with a young for for a year. Now I don't know the mastodon to today's that's elephant. That's what I'm saying. I just know but they don't but pop off as spawn. far as that, I, I'm I'm in agreement with Adam partially here as far as the woolly mammoth goes. If they were, if it was Darwinism, survival of the fittest, and it had to adapt and evolve, yeah. we would have some form of pachyderm-like animal on in North America. We don't have. There's the Indian elephant and the African elephant that closely resemble yeah. the mastodon. And that's one of the things he also talks about whenever he says that's the reason why in like Africa and stuff like that, we have all the big animals, like the elephant, the giraffe, things like that. We have all these huge animals, and... The reason for that being is a lot of these extinction events took place around, you know, this area and some other areas and stuff like that. Like, the reason why you can find, uh, you can find skeletal remains and things like that, but you can't really find a lot of these big animals because these extinction events is what helped take them out. You know, like, he'll talk about, you'll find, 
Like there's I and I could be wrong. I listened to the podcast like once or twice and I could have heard it wrong, but he talks about how there are some few areas where you can find ma- a mass grave of of mammoth skeletons where it seems like something wiped them out. Not but not human like it's not like a human hunted them down and took them and ate their meat and stuff like that and buried the bones. It seems like something wiped out like a group of mammoth, for example. Like disease? Yeah, like, like disease or, or flood or something like that. Flood. But wouldn't the flood have also killed other species? But that's what he's saying, is that these are mass... But that's part of what so he's like saying. So like the saber-toothed tiger yeah, but also that, went That's out. part of what he's saying when he says that there were civilizations that were more advanced back then during the time of normal human nobads that everybody believes, that they were wiped out by these extinction events, that there was only a small portion of humans that survived, and they continued on as nomadic tribes. And stuff like that. There were nomadic tribes around during that time, but there was also another subset of human that was intelligent, that could build cities and monoliths and things like that, had art, language, architecture, things like that. That's the argument that he's making, and the reason why we don't know about these things is because they were wiped out by these kind of events. Hmm. Global warming-esque type events. Or Global some warming, type of, or some type of disease, or anything like that, flood, you know, whatever. So, so here's my thing about global. I, I said early on in the show that I had the conservative scientist friend who said that. I mean, the data shows that yes, humans do contribute to global warming. It is a cyclical thing, like you guys are saying. Yes, it does. It does occur. Yeah. But we are doing our part to speed the hell to speed yeah, it up, and they're not which denying. isn't good. Which isn't isn't a good thing. But his argument which was a good one to me, and I disagree with it, but it actually was well thought out, unlike most of the conservatives you're seeing spouting the shit on the internet. He said, what can we do? Okay, so we limit our greenhouse gas emissions in this country. Well, we, we, did clean stuff up. we clean stuff. Yes, we do that in this country. But how do we control what Russia does? How do we control what India does? What China well, that's, does? What that's Mexico where, that's does? That's where the UN comes in. The UN sets the, the quotas on what can be done. The, G, the G20 yeah. climate summit. Yep. Yeah. But they don't have to acknowledge that. They don't have to listen. They don't. But it's wrong. You know, they don't. His argument is we cut. can't control the world, what they're doing to right. climate. And this is still the one world. Right. So, and he, he, I mean, I disagree with him. I think we should do our part in this country. Just, we should, it's the right thing to do. But he's saying, why should we, you know, uh, business like put put business out and tax them more and make them. It's like saying, why should we do it if they're not doing it? That's pretty like much. Saying, pretty that's much. basically what he's saying. saying. He's yes. Like, why should we have to do good if they're not going to do good? You well, know, whatever. From, I I kind of, the consensus I got from the research I had done before was saying yes, humans contribute, but it, they were acting like it was only going to be five or ten percent of the entire global warming thing. It wasn't a huge enough chunk. Whether we stopped it or not. It was still going to happen. Was kind of the the way the argument was going. Yeah. I don't think that's an argument. I think it's just the the slowing down or the speeding up of the process. I just I think but we should looking, do our part. But we're looking at it on a lifetime thing. It, it, overall, it's going to be a thousands a thousand year process. Right. Why not make it two thousand instead of a thousand? Why not? That's why like, not slow it down to a thousand and one instead yeah, of like the thousand. like the idea of saying that is like, well, you know, why should we do today? Let tomorrow's people worry about that. Exactly. You know, don't worry about us today. Exactly. And then in a thousand years, they'll be like those fucking assholes yeah, from a thousand years ago. Though, then. Is it? It's, it's is only it, different because it's a you're, the number's so high. That's we're it, gonna be long is. dead. That's the only. That's really the only it, thing it that's is, different. And it's so hard to measure anything yeah. regarding this. I don't like the people who are just completely. Like an ostrich putting their head in the sand and ignoring the problem, saying it doesn't exist. To say it doesn't exist is asinine. But so many people, 
do. I so know. many people do. They just they they will ignore facts. They will ignore science. They think it's the liberal agenda. But then again, I don't like the people that jerked off to that. Uh, what was that documentary? What did we jerk off about? That John Edwards or John Kerry. Who had that documentary? Al Gore. Al Gore. There's so many people that use that as like their main source of information on global warming. Yeah. It, it is an entirely truthful documentary. Well. It's very meant to. It's yeah, probably meant to push. Yeah. I watched that a long time ago. Mm. I remember really liking it. I no, I love it too. It. I, can't I love think the name of it. It was done well. Yeah. Oh, An Inconvenient Truth. Inconvenient Truth, yes. Yeah. Inconvenient John Truth. Edwards. Not, it was not John. It was Al Gore <laughs> and the hockey sticks. Yeah. I mean, is he right on everything? No, but he was cutting edge. He was the first one to say this. And now look at the conversation that we're having right now that people are having everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's still too many morons out there that are saying, well, it's, that's not a thing. It's just Al you know, If Al Gore wouldn't have said it at the time when he was the vice president of the United States. It was States, brought up in the 80s, Democrat. though, too. Greenhouse gas was a big deal in the early 80s. But not like it was. Well, no. On the I, scale. I think the Al Gore piece did an effective job at being a shock piece to to get people in the gear for being aware of a right. real life problem. Somebody's got to start the engine. Yeah, I, th- exactly. I think it's a legitimate issue. Yes, it won't affect us. It probably won't affect our kids. Probably won't even affect our grandkids. Mm-hmm. But down the road somewhere, it is going to be a problem. I, I saw, you know, this is the worst end of things. that They were saying in like 50 years you won't be able to be out in the sun without sunscreen for more than 10, 15 minutes. I don't believe that. Without being burnt. They were saying stuff like that. I don't believe that. I mean, it, the idea is, first of all, no matter what we do, the Earth is going to continue. But the, the Earth is not going to... Well, I'm just going to say, the Earth isn't going to end. The Earth is going right. to continue. It's going to move on. It's humanity that is going to be in trouble. And I am for the but idea... How much longer are humans going to be around? But we, thing, we haven't been here that long in like the grand scheme fine, of how long but we, the world's but we're, this, we're the In my belief, we're the first species intelligent enough to keep the race going, okay? We are, like, and not, not just in a way of, like, you know, let's I, I step saw... on everything else around us. Like, let's preserve what we can. Let's yeah. preserve the world, but we can keep the race going. We can get to the future. Like, I'm, we're the, fr- like, there's no other species out there that's, like, we want to keep the race going so that we can get to the future and, you know, evolve and do all these amazing things. I saw a diagram yeah. once that, that said if you divided up the entire lifespan of the Earth, for how long it's been around, the amount that humans have been on the Earth is less than one percent. Yeah, that's just mm. nuts. it's like it's like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the Cosmos. He talks about the calendar of the universe, mm-hmm. and humanity has only existed within the last minute of the last day of the calendar of the universe mm-hmm. of December thirty first, yeah, eleven fifty nine. Yeah, they've all, we've only PM been, is when humans come. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when we are existing. I right saw now. that. So oh, yeah, and that was that was a really mind blowing thing to. A way to say mm-hmm. it like it makes you really think like if in yeah. that whole year we've only just for that last minute that's incredible yeah so incredible to think about but i'm all about i'm all about getting to the future even if i can't be alive to see it i'm all about getting humanity to the future mm-hmm. that's what i am so mm. i told you it's gonna be a deep conversation there, there aren't just in just by CFCs and stuff, there's other ways we can measure global warming happening, such as, like, the bees moving geographically. Yeah. Mosquitoes are... Uh, South American mosquitoes are moving more and more north every single year. Stuff like that. Yeah. God, I want them. They can keep them. They're bad. <laughs> so, so you're talking about hunting and 
Were hunting, we? yeah, you were oh, talking mammoths, about the mammoths, mammoths yeah. yeah, and and hunting season just mammoth? hunting sure. season just kind of kicked off, and there's something that's been bothering me, and I'm I don't I don't like guns, I don't like hunting, I I've been hunting, I have, I have a lot of friends and family members who are big hunters, and that's fine. Did you go with Dick Cheney? I did not go with Dick Cheney. I wouldn't be sitting here if I went <laughs> with Dick Cheney. I went with family. I went with, but it was a long time ago. I was like 13 years old, just passed the hunter safety course. Went hunting on the first day of deer season. It was freaking freezing cold, rainy. Was out there all day. Didn't see a thing. So that was my experience with hunting. And I don't think I would have wanted to shoot anything anyway. But in our, the area where we live in, we have a lot of deer. Humongous white-tailed deer. There's too many of them. And I, I understand the point of hunting about if there's too many of them, they move. They run in front of cars, they could kill a person. I don't want a human being to die over a deer. And also the deers, if it, the deer, if there's too many of them during the winter times, there's less food. So they starve to death. So I don't want them to die that way. That's a, it's a horrible death. Yeah. So hunting deer, I, I understand the point of it. But lately I haven't seen stuff about people going bear hunting. I've lived in this area, western Pennsylvania... For 31 years of my life, I've never once seen a wild bear in the wild. Have you guys? No. Here, around here? No, not here, Northern California. See, I've seen them in person, other places. In my backyard. And I'm not speaking for everywhere across the country, because you could probably go in the mountains and they'll be there, whatever. But here, Mercer County, Pennsylvania, people like shoot bear, like hunt them. There's bears around here? I've never seen one. But people like you gotta get see because it makes the news when there's like a bear. You gotta get in the woods to, see the woods to, to see me. A bear. I don't think it's right. I don't think they're overpopulated. I'm gonna, I'm think... gonna bring this man up again because I did hear this on another one of his episodes of the podcast, Joe Rogan. You love him. I do. I do. I love that show so much. But he's a hunter and he talks about bear hunting and stuff like that, and about people like you who are against bear hunting and things like that. And he'll be the first one to tell you that what he's learned about since he's been hunting and stuff like that is bears are nothing more than just a bunch of assholes. Like male bears, for example, they will they will be have no problem moving in on like a female's territory and eating her cubs for no reason other than just because. That's he wants not to the eat. only animal that does that kind of that's stuff. That's nature, I'm just, man. I'm just saying. I, I've seen Disney's nature's but bears. But I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. What so he's saying is great, male. Great, great. What he's saying is basically the way he argues it is it's almost like male bears are more harmful to the bear species than humans are because male bears are constantly going in and eating the younger cubs and things like that. I've also seen this stuff where like bears will leave people alone and other things alone if they're just left alone. They hunt bears, fish in the river. That's true. What you're what what I should say what Joe yeah. Rogan said about the that is true. I watched yeah. I watched the Disney Nature documentary Bears. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's a great one. And the entire documentary I think they're in Alaska or Canada or someplace. It's, I think, grizzly bears. It's a mother bear and her two cubs. And it follows them for the whole duration of the documentary. And there are times where there's male bears that are going after them to kill them. Yeah. And the mother bear has to fight them off. Or they have to yeah. run, fight or flight, whichever. But, again, that goes back to the Darwin survival of the fittest. And that's how I feel about the deer, yeah. too. That's like, nature, man. Like, thumbs up to deer for being able to... But reproduce what he, and survive so well. It's, it's fine. It's a survival of the fist and everything like that. But, like, 
Okay, like you talk, like you talk about humanity not encroaching in on the animal territory. How we need to save. I'm sure you have the idea. We need to save the rainforest. We need to, you know, not. Oh shoot! I'll hug a tree. Yeah, too. we need. Oh. Yeah, we need to not cut down some yeah. of the trees and not do all this stuff. And I'm not saying I'm all for mass production. I'm not saying for cutting down all the rainforest. But humanity has this idea that it's separate from nature because it's we're not. we're still animals. Well, I mean, because we're intelligent, because we build these things, they, get, they have the idea of we're separate from nature. And then people view things like building big houses and skyscrapers and things like that as we're encroaching in on the territory, we're destroying the environment. Whereas bees, for example, they give the example, they build hives, you know, they build things mm. too, you know, they build stuff in trees, you know, they'll haul, they'll they'll do all that stuff and they'll take over an entire area to build their hive and stuff. It's the same thing. Like, it's, it's just the idea that for whatever reason, man has this idea that it's separate from nature like that when it's not we're we're doing the same thing we're intelligent are. enough to know i mean animal instinct is one thing i'd like to think that human beings are above the bee we're above the bear we're above the deer we are on certain levels but we're if, still if you animals. zoom out and look at us we're still very much hive like yes. with leaders and everything but we're and... still animals that's what yeah. we are we i'm are not still i'm animals. not denying that i'm not denying that Speaking but we of. have the rational thought that animals don't have and yet bear but bears aren't going extinct they're not going not extinct. yet. They're not, not yet. Going How many animals have we driven to extinction? Yeah, that's fine. We've saying oodles of them. I mean, I, I get his point. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, fine. But it's like, I, I understand what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying, Scott. I'm just saying from hearing somebody as rational as this man who has worked with hunters, who has gone hunting himself... Like the way he the way he points it out makes it seem like it may not be perfectly all right, but it's not as much harm to the bear community as bears are. I themselves. think he's trying to sugarcoat his vice. So... I think that's what it is. It's his vice, and that's fine. We like to drink. Some people like to smoke. Some people like to do crack or whatever. Guns to me are a vice. Yeah, you can have them. That's fine, but acknowledge them for what they are. And he's trying to sugarcoat it. I mean, I'm sure he he is trying to justify what he's doing because he enjoys what he's doing. He's trying to say, okay, what I'm doing is right because of this. I am buying it. I am buying I, it for I've one got, second. I've got a world problem that not a lot of people really know about that's been a really big issue for about the last 30 years, and that's been uh, deep sea scraping. Do you guys know about this? Mm -mm. You guys heard about this? No. So, you know, at every... Every country needs imports of seafood and fish and everything. And these boats, they throw out their nets. These nets have weights on them that sink straight to the bottom. Yeah. The boats drag these nets for hundreds of miles, scraping up every bit of coral reef and everything on the bottom. Why the do they do it? Because that's where all the good stuff is, the bottom of the ocean. But there's no loss in this because it's international water, so it doesn't encringe on anyone's rights. But however, all these creatures are dying. You will see there is a mass grave that they call it in the middle of the ocean floating of just dead fish. It's because there's no more food for them in the water whatsoever because we these boats scrape. I saw like satellite imagery done of like the, all these paths they do, and it's just disgusting. Mm, yeah, and I didn't know about that. So That's... yeah, and it's it's becoming a really big problem right now. What people are doing, they're taking like junk cars and tires and putting them on the bottom of the ocean. They plant coral seeds. We're trying to make coral reefs back, but we can't cover the hundreds of thousands of miles that these boats do every single day. And they're destroying the ocean bottom, which is like very crucial to the ecosystem of the world. And it's going. They're looking for like treasure. No, they're they're scraping up. They're scraping. They want the clams. They want everything down there. All the fish. All the bottom feeders. They're trying to get everything up. But they, they're they, looking for a pirate's booty or something. <laughs> but it's a it's a real big problem right now. PETA is the only one 
getting or uh, Greenpeace is the only one getting involved right now. And Greenpeace, I feel like when that name comes up, you just think, man, those crazy fucks. Same thing with PETA and Greenpeace. Yeah. Say what you want about them. I think it they comes ha- from a good place. They they mean well. Mm-hmm. They're just, they got too many wackos in their organization yeah. to take well, it to the I've been, I've been watching videos where Greenpeace comes up behind these nets and they'll like cut them and everything, cut them down. Mm. and They like risk their lives out there in international waters because they'll pull guns and stuff. Did you guys ever watch that show Whale Wars with yeah. Greenpeace? <laughs> I hated do? them for using that Smashing Pumpkins song. They did <laughs> yeah. too. They I, did. I, I, I didn't actually see the show, but I did. <laughs> the I, world is a vampire. Don't take my band <laughs> and ruin it with something as lame as Whale Wars. I saw the South Park parody of Whale Wars. I did. I it was like, <laughs> we're mad, let's throw a stink bomb at them. That's pretty much what they did in the show. So, so basically, South Park was, uh, Stan was like, let's do something, let's like let's get going and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> they're like, no, we're going to yell at him and stuff and just throw stuff at him. It's like, Screw this! And Stan goes over there and he does something, and it blows up the ship or whatever. He's like, he's like, that was extreme, man. And he becomes yeah, a it, captain. It, I watched that show, and it's pretty much they didn't really do anything. They would just like drive around and find this Japanese ship, and, and that's great. Like you're saving whales, which are very important. But this deep sea scraping is killing off thousands of different types of fish. All this different sea life's dying. Have you seen some of those deep underwater fish? Like, those are some scary fucking fish. But they're essential to our ecosystem. Yeah, it's they are fine. Our ecosystem. Just, you know, yeah, they're scary as fuck. They're scary as fuck. I don't yeah. ever want to go to. There, no, no creature has life harder than a damn I, I ask fish. people this. Okay, what would you rather? Would you rather go to and would you rather be all alone in space in like an uncharted part of space in a ship and everything you can navigate, go wherever you want, or would you rather go to the deepest? Darkest parts of the ocean that haven't been navigated yet. We don't know what's down there. Star Trek or Sequest? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Star Trek. What do you? Star Trek. I, was, I would never go down there. Forget that shit. Did you know that there's um this? Someone's gonna correct us on this, but I'm pretty sure it was a college in California. They do like marine biology and they do a sonar thing. They find this sonar pulse out in the Pacific Ocean, and they they can like tell by the sound and width of it what it's coming from. It's an organic sound. And it's deeper and bigger than anything we've ever encountered on Earth. And it's like in a constant pattern from deep in the ocean. We have no idea what it is. I've seen videos like that where they talk yeah. about strange noises. It, and like they don't know. It's something, it, whatever it is, it would have to be massive to make this kind of frequency sound. And it's down there on the ocean, whatever it is. It's Nessie. We can't navigate down there. We can't, we can't go down that deep. It just can't be done. Scott, it's Nessie. Nessie, huh? Nessie can't go that deep. Nessie lives in a lake. There's a lake like 30 feet deep. Yeah, Nessie, <laughs> Nessie's freshwater. But I didn't know you. I didn't know you were an expert on Nessie. Either. I'm an expert on <laughs> cryptozoology, <laughs> man. I really want to see geomythology. I, really, <laughs> I want to see some of this stuff. I want one. I just want to be driving home late one night and just have a, a Bigfoot, a Sasquatch, a Yeti, freaking something, a werewolf. I don't give a damn. damn. It, I Walk out in front of me. We need to post the ghost something video. Yeah, well. <laughs> We'll, yeah. we'll take care of that. The ghost hunting video is going to be coming out very soon. <laughs> I don't want to be driving home at night and seeing that shit, though. Give I me, would love Give that. me a daytime sighting. Nighttime. Guys, I love guys, that shit. Nighttime. Because... I don't know. Everyone probably thinks I'm crazy, but uh, a few people can testify to this story that just happened this week. We had some more paranormal stuff happen. Really? In really? our apartment. We're going down this road again. Do it. Might as well. Do you guys even want the updates? We do. Yeah, we have to now. You said it. I'm not editing okay. it out. Let's do it. So... I don't know if I talked about it in the other episode, but I woke up Jacqueline um, in the middle of the night claiming there was an old lady in our doorway. 
And I chalked it up to me being halfway asleep or having a nightmare or something. Didn't think much of it. And I think I was primed to think that because we kept getting stuff in the mail that said, make your funeral arrangements today, AARP. So I was like, oh, an old lady used to live here. So whatever. So the other day, well, earlier in the week, I lose my favorite shirt. It's a shirt I wear like once a week. It's just Brand a new? What? No, no. It's, brand new shirt? It's, it's just a Hemley shirt that I like to throw in my wardrobe. But it, it's a constant by me. And it, it's something that's always, if it's not in a hanger, it's in the dirty clothes. It's one or the other. Cannot find it anywhere. It's driving me nuts. I'm tearing apart the entire apartment looking for it. Can't find it. So, fast forward to uh, Thanksgiving Eve. And I'm sitting there playing Fallout by myself. And all of a sudden I hear this huge crash back in the bedroom. All the windows are closed. The cats aren't at the house. It's just me in the apartment. The poster frame, one of the black edges of the poster frame came off. Poster came out, slid on the floor, landed perfectly on the floor. Wasn't a big deal. Because I can't remember my check that out. Alright, that could have just been waiting to happen. We have a standing mirror on the other side of the bedroom. It was completely knocked over as well, which it never gets moved at all. It's like leaning backwards against the wall. It would never fall over. I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe a weird draft came and knocked it over. So I go back to playing Fallout. I'm not thinking anything of it. And then we have wireless Bluetooth speakers. That will only turn on when you press the power button physically with your finger. There's no remote. It's not plugged into the wall. You press power. It makes a beep sound turns on. I'm in the living room. I hear that beep sound. I'm like, what the hell? Why would that turn on right now? Turned on by itself. So um, later that night, I'm like telling Jackie about all this stuff that's happening. And I was like, yeah, we really got to find this shirt. Shoved up into the closet in a box is the shirt. And, and the box hasn't been touched since we moved into the apartment. It's up in the box, folded, for no reason whatsoever. That's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. But those were the, the, the paranormal findings this last week. I mean, in regards to the Bluetooth speaker turning on, I, there's a Blu-ray player in my house that just turns on sometimes. Really? Like, seriously, just randomly turns it's, it, it, it's an effect of the Blu-ray player, which is stupid. But... It, it's never done this, though. And we've had it for probably six months now. Really? It's never once turned on by itself, and it's always... I can't get my shit to turn on when I push the power button, so... You need a can't. ghost. You need a ghost mechanic. I need... I'm, see, I want this shit. Right? See, but, like, I'm still telling you... Like, you say like, you what want if, it. You're the, you're the guy you I'm say like, you want it, but then when it actually happens... I'm it's still gonna like, be so what violent if I'm, and crazy, you're gonna be like, I don't want it anymore. What if I'm sleepwalking and just doing all this? Sure, I'm blacking out, and I'm the one that took the poster out of the poster frame or something. I, I'm still trying to be rational about it. I, I don't know. Could be... Bigfoot followed you. Yeah, he's in Akron. I mean, yeah. out of us sitting here at this table, there's only one of us that's seen Bigfoot. But I have three people that saw it with me. I understand. Well, I'm, I'm not three. saying that. I'm just saying you are the resident. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that crazy guy that says he saw Bigfoot. <laughs> but I am. I have to be. Because I saw it and I have to state my claim. There used to be this show that I really liked. And unfortunately, it's not on anymore. I think it ran for about two seasons. It was on the History Channel. It was called already not very credible. It was it was called Monster Quest. Yeah. Oh. Did you watch Monster on. Quest? It's but on. it's all the reruns. I've seen oh, everyone. Really? I've seen everyone. <laughs> I never watched it because I did. They ever find anything whatsoever? It was really scientific. That's why I liked it mm. so much. They would like take a story or a re- a recent story or a legend, and they would take like these scientists and they these teams and they would just go investigate the shit out of it, and. No, no, they never found anything, never. But the real, the, the science part of it was pretty neat, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, some of them were lame. How many seasons was it? Well, I think about two. 
that long and they never found anything. Did you know what? His, History Channel has a really cool uh, new show I've been watching. It's called Lost History. Have I've seen this? I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen it on my it's guide. It's really yeah. cool how they go into something that was lost in history or forgotten about for so many years, and they actually like investigate and do detective work and find where it's at today. Oh, or I, watched, tell you what well, I did watch it. that once. I mean, I saw one episode where that. they found, you know, in the Titanic, that people were playing the violin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the violin was missing for years, and they ended up finding it today, like where it was. It was really cool. Like, it was given to the the widower of the violin player, and... She gave it to her children. When that when that child got old, she gave it to Goodwill. Bought by a music student, then auctioned off, and they, it was really cool. They found it, but it was missing for like seventy years. They had no idea where it was. I saw the one where it was a Japanese soldier mm-hmm. who was like holding out in the Philippines somewhere in the mountains after from World War Two, and it was like nineteen seventy five, and he was still there. Like, 30 years after World War II ended... Did he think the war was still going on? He just... And people would... Like, he would, like, attack people. And, like, run raids. It was an Archer episode. Oh, yeah? That was was an Archer episode. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy was, like, there. And people would be like, Listen, the war's over. The war's over. And he, like, wouldn't... He thought it was, like, a... American trick. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and this guy would, like, still be killing people and, like, blowing shit up. And, like, the police went out looking for him and he was, like, a master of disguise. And, like basically a ninja Mm -hmm. and he had a samurai sword he had a katana and finally how they got him to come down they had to find his commanding officer at the time who's like so old now take him there and tell him physically (laughs) to his face that the war is over and it was like incredible story that's what I'm saying these stories are cool because some of them have like the lost history part has already been found like 30 or 40 years ago but it's so cool to hear these stories because like, you never hear it. They're not going to be in your history books or anything. And it's none of like History Channel's bullshit where it's like aliens or anything. It's just straight up facts with like interesting stories that you don't normally hear associated with Back history. Back when I had cable, my favorite show on the History Channel was Ancient Aliens. Yeah. I that was it. my favorite show because it approached it approached uh, possible the possibility of aliens existing back in like the Egyptian times, stuff like that. It was such... With such, I'm not going to say fact and evidence, but with such ideas that it's like, that's so crazy to think about and everything like that. Like, all these paintings and Egyptian uh, sculpting stuff like that that had images in the air that looked like flying saucers and stuff like that. Like, it's mm-hmm. it was so cool and stuff like that to see. Like, I love that show so I much. love when they, like, talk about ancient aliens and they connect it with the Bible and stuff. They talk about like, aliens yeah. coming down and mating with the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that got me, and this is actually this is factual because I looked into it. Um, there, there's something in there's a a built site in South America that today the precision they built these buildings with would be hard today. They, they have to be done with computers and laser cutting. Right. But they did these with ancient tools somehow and everything, and stacked them in such perfection, and the, the rocks were locked so flush tight, and they don't know how they would have done that all those years ago. It just blows my mind. Like I don't yeah. know what they did. I like Ancient Aliens. It has uh, a lot of good contributors. George Norrie, who I've talked about before, he's on uh, Coast to Coast AM, one of the radio programs I liked a lot. He's on there a lot. Then there's that guy. That's got the crazy hair? Giorgio, whatever, Mm. Tanopoulos. He's like a Greek guy. 
specifically giving himself that crazy stuck up hair and that stuff like that. That guy's loony though. I'm like, this dude he is, is nuts. But like Adam said, they bring up like interesting counterpoints and ideas. It, like makes you think outside the box. They're not, about like, stuff and they're not even like, saying like this is how it he's is. He's like this a sports proof. psychologist. Is his doctorate really? And and he talks about ancient aliens. It's. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say it was aliens, but uh, it was aliens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> aliens. Totally Speaking aliens. of, like, paranormal uh, research and science and stuff, there's a certain drink that's coming back. What is it? A drink? E- e- what is it? High Seas Ecto Cooler. No! <laughs> From the Ghostbusters. Oh, my gosh. I, I loved, remember that. I loved it. By the time this airs, it might already be in your grocery store shelves. If I, not, I, expect it on your shelves by the Ghostbusters film You just... Out. Made my year. I was obsessed with high C ecto cool. My parents, I just I loved it, and my parents never wanted to get it for my me. My mom was the same way. I used to go in the store all the time. I'd see, oh, I can be the guy. There's freaking it was slimer on the It was, it was the little juice yeah. box, the, the yeah. square juice like box. Juice like, box. Like rec- yeah, it was yellow. It had the orange. Mm-hmm. It was tangerine flavor. Mm-hmm. So the tangerines were on it with the orange stuff. Then you had a green slimer just flying at you <laughs> from it. Oh man, that stuff is so good. Kristen loved it too. I can't wait to tell her this news. What was the one uh, drink we drank as children that was like in the? It was almost in like a bottle shape, but it had like a little face on it. I want to say it was Kool Aid brand. Kool Aid Jammers was that what they were called? Jammers, yeah. Is that what it was? Jammers, was... Kool Aid Jammers were a thing. Those were so. It was cool. like the, yeah. Like the squeezy oh, bottle. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Squeeze, squeeze it. it. That's they were. Squeeze it. Yeah. You guys remember hugs? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> they still exist today. That's right. right. I used to yeah. hugs. They still exist today. Should we do those on the show one time? <laughs> do a hug of the... Should we do 90s nostalgia drinks? Should we get some Surge? A hug of the... You know, Surge was... came back. That's what I'm saying. Surge came back. And I was really disappointed. You know, when I was in high school, Surge was big. And this is back before... He's aging himself again. Before <laughs> Michelle Obama, like, took all the stuff out of schools, we still had a vending machine in the school. And it was on a timer. It was really tricky how they did this. When the first bell would ring, it would shut off. When the last bell would ring, it would turn back on. So after school, you could put your money in and use the vending machine. Had Surge. Surge was a go-to mm. drink out of there. And you guys remember the old Surge commercials where there'd be a group of guys and the, one of them would have a Surge. And he'd be like on top of a mountain. And he'd set the Surge. <laughs> yeah, Surge is like so And extreme. he'd yell, Surge! And the other people would just be like, Running up the mountain like it was a Black Friday, getting the last TV, like tackling each other, trying to grab that last kid. It, those were their commercials. So we recreated this in school. A buddy of mine had a surge. We put it at the end of the hallway, waiting for you know whatever to let out, and all these people and just yell surge. And the first we just run through the hallway, plowing through people. We were assholes, man. <laughs> But that's a good memory about Surge. I heard Surge was coming back. I was so excited. So we haven't had, seen it anywhere. So we had I Benny think Mich- you have ben, to order it. Ben, no, Ben got it somewhere at a gas station or something. Really? Yeah, I'll have to ask him where he got it. It might have been at our local Giant Eagle, I think. You know, I'll find out. It was a couple months ago I heard Surge was coming back, and I was yeah. super He's excited. Had, he, he sent me his breakfast. He's like, I'm having a Snickers bar and Surge for breakfast. I was like, I, right. If you guys, anybody listening to this podcast, I'll pay you. If you see Surge... Buy me a surge. Buy it for the podcast. We'll pay you. Yes. We want it. Yes, we want it. I, I've, looked, I've looked for it. Really? Grocery stores, convenience stores, gas stations, nothing. Been skunked. I want <laughs> surge, but I'm super looking forward to high C ecto yeah. cooler. You know, you should buy some just to keep on the shelf. You should buy at least one high C thing. That's Do you guys remember Crystal Pepsi? Yeah, yeah, I remember Crystal Pepsi. I was a huge fan of Crystal Pepsi. 
<laughs> that that I'm clamoring for to come back too. Really? I, I, never, really, I never had a Crystal Pepsi. I used to okay. YMCA had it in their vending machine. I used to play hockey there as a kid at the Y. And after every every practice, every game, right over there to get a can of Crystal Pepsi. You know, it's hard for me to remember. It was clear, like a, like a Sprite or a Seven Up, completely clear. Mm-hmm. But it was Pepsi. It tasted like Pepsi. So it was just gimmicky thing. It was just it tasted like regular Pepsi, but it didn't have the so brown it was like colored ketchup. Yeah, those are awful though. That no, they're actually they taste identical to ketchup. I remember brain, colored ketchup. Can't, yeah, I remember can't do that. it. Listen, can't there's do it. an Don't actual psychology behind that. Why that tastes gross to everybody. Literally, if you do a blind test, not knowing whether you're drinking or tasting red or green ketchup, you will taste red every time. But if you see it and you taste the green, it, it tastes like ketchup different to me. To we used to have green. I, 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 I had it. I had it. Yeah. Tastes like ketchup to me. Because you can get over it. You can. Yeah, I, I, it really, I remember that though. Oh my god, this is a '90s nostalgia freaking show. Yeah. This is holy shit. I'm trying to think of some other stuff from my childhood that's crazy. Do you remember Doritos 3D? Yeah. I do. That was. I, do. I used to love Doritos 3D. Remember uh, Butterfinger BBs? Yeah. Butterfinger BBs. They had like Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson type of yeah. spokesperson for the. Yeah, I do remember Butterfinger BBs. I'll touch my BBs or something like that. <laughs> Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger BBs. <laughs> What else, man? Oh. oh my god! They should make Mad Men in the nineties. I want to see them come up with all these nineties ads. Tom Draper come up with these. The ads were so memorable, but they were so bad. They were so terrible. If you guys haven't seen it, I've got a video for you guys to watch. It's called "What What Going Back to the Nineties Would Actually Be Like." College Humor did it. We got to post it on the wall. It's one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, post it. Watch, it post it on the Facebook right page. I'd like, yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah, this is the, it's the best thing ever. Pogs, huh. pogs. Yeah, I had tons of them. I was the pog master. Nobody, <laughs> pog master. nobody could beat me. Pog master Malank. No one could beat me. We used to get in so much trouble at school. Like the teachers would take our pogs away from us. Like it caused fights. Like people were mad mm-hmm. about pogs because it was it was for the death. It was to the death. We played Pogs for the You had the battle <laughs> arena. <laughs> you had your slammer, you know, and you'd stack them up. And you guys looked confused. Did you not play Pogs? No. See, my, my well, 90s here's... childhood was filled with different things. Well, here's the thing. I, I collected Pogs. I, I, never, pogs. I never actually you never played, played the game. Because I didn't play. know. I didn't have any friends that played Pogs. Well, you collected them, too. And if you had your yeah. good one, Like baseball cards. Yeah. Baseball cards, you trade some of them. But your good ones, oh, no. You keep this. Mm. You had your Pogs in the book. Your good ones. And you did not. But if you had your generic Pogs. Where you are played your Pogs the games. Now? Do you still have them? I Got rid of all of them, I'm sure. Yeah. They were freaking little pieces of cardboard. Pretty sure yeah. I sold them at a garage sale. But you would <laughs> like stack them up. He's throwing shit over there. You would stack them up in a stack, upside down, yeah. like the white side up. And you took your big, your masher, kind of like marbles in a way, and it was stacked straight up. And each person would go, and you smack it down, and you want to get them to flip over. Uh-huh. And if they're like picture side up, you got to keep them, regardless if they were yours or not. And whoever had the most at the end would win that round. That's how the game actually worked. Really simple, really yeah. stupid game, but that's how that's how it went. And we would play it all the time in elementary school, and mm. the teachers would get so angry. See, I used to collect marbles too, but I never actually played marbles. See, yeah, yeah, I was a collector when I was a kid. That's I I, used to, I remember trading Pokemon cards. Yeah, I never played on the recess. I never, never played. I never played Pokemon I just either. Learned, but I, I just learned this the last cards. summer how to play the Pokemon card. Really? Game. Yeah, because they have a uh, so fucking complicated. On the 3DS store, they have there was a Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color, 
and I downloaded it on like the virtual console, and I like they teach you how to play, and I was like, man, this is actually kind of fun playing a card game, <laughs> which I knew. Um, I remember, remember Palm Pilots were like a big thing in the nineties, like mm-hmm. late nineties. Yeah. I remember I got one in fourth grade because they were like it was like what every kid my age was getting that Christmas, and like we didn't do shit on there. there kids was, like, my age had beepers. Really? Were you guys? No. Beepers, listen, no. listen. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was uh, mid high school. I didn't get mine until I was junior senior. High so I didn't have anything like that for him. The only get... reason why I got was because I could pay for mine. I got mine in job. ninth grade, and it was like the Zach Morris brick that mm-hmm. full up and folded out. It got stolen from me when I was working out at the Buell Club, and then I didn't have a phone in tenth grade. I got one again in eleventh grade. So, my I got my Nokia, the Nokia classic. Mm-hmm. Had the snake on it. My, my first one was Boost Mobile. That oh, was yeah? my first. Damn, you guys were young. I had that was a, my some, first. Something we used to be talking about battling with toys. I just remember Beyblades. You guys remember those? Those were way after me, yeah. yeah. I remember we called them Battle Tops. That's yeah. basically yeah, the same But I never had either. What, what, I, what I loved about Beyblades, there were like four different components to it. You had your actual spinning part. You had a metal part, which could be your weapon. You could have like two big arms coming at you. Yeah. A bunch of spikes. And then you had your top part, which would be used for like how exactly you would spin yeah. if you want a fast spin, hard spin. And then you had your little chip, which was almost like a little paw you put on top. And when you guys battled, if your chip popped out, you lost. <laughs> See, and that's more advanced that. than the yeah. battle tops. Oh, battle tops I had, they were just you had colors. Mm-hmm. And they all looked the same. And you had the spinner. Yeah, we had a spinner. You had to say, let it rip, and you'd pull it out. <laughs> spin yeah. it. You'd spin them, and then they'd, they'd be spinning, and they'd be, they'd be yeah. bouncing off we, each we other. Yeah. When like one would fall points. over, one would fall over yeah. before the other one, you won. That was so what was that. great about collecting them, though, and you wanted multiple ones, is that you could mix and match the parts. You'd be like, well, I really like that one's metal part, and this one has a better weight. I could build like a tank if I bought these two and combine them. You like mix and match piece and build the ultimate top. I, I think it'd be. <laughs> you ever, what, did you ever watch any of the Japanese TV shows about these toys and shit like that? Um, I watched. Uh, I don't. I know you didn't. I'm not looking at you because no, I know I you didn't. I know there was a Beyblade show. I didn't watch so, it. I didn't get into Yu-Gi-Oh. I watched Pokemon and that was it. I, I, I didn't watch them, but every so often I'd watch Saturday Morning Cartoons and there'd be an episode on and I'd catch and stuff like that. They were so freaking intense and nuts and stuff. I watched the, the Pokemon freaking, cartoon. The freaking, ba- the freaking uh, uh, Beyblades were alive and shit like that. Like, they were in spirits yeah, like and stuff like that. that. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was nuts. Was Japanese really people are nuts. Surprisingly, I was into droids. Do you remember the... Zoids. Yeah. I, I loved Zoids. I loved Zoids. I collected the models and that, that was like what got me in the model kit building. Because they were like they weren't like intense like car models where you need no. blue. They like snapped together like Legos and I hmm. built these Zoid models. I love that show. Hmm. So what do you guys want for Christmas? Since we're talking about <laughs> toys. What's what do you what's on your Christmas list this year? What's Santa bringing? I want I want Star Wars Battlefront. I want some and I want some nostalgic like nineties I want like Lego Star Wars, I think that's did you see the new Lego Star Wars stuff? Yeah, and I wouldn't mind that. I would. They're I like eighty dollars. I know. That They're like sucks. rich kid yeah. toys now. I, I know that does suck. I would love to have them. Yes, realistically, I probably won't get them. I, I can't. Yeah. I won't play with them enough for. Yeah, it's too what bad. You pay for them. Adam, what do you want for Christmas? New microphone? <laughs> yeah, that's that would be nice. I'd love to get some microphones in here. Some. Is that your Christmas list you just brought up? No. <laughs> I just saw a huge-ass list over there. No, it was No. I already know what I'm going to be getting for Christmas. One of the things is a uh, new phone, because we're getting rid of Verizon. We're moving on to a uh, pay-as-you-go, pay but it's not a non-contract phone company, because... I pay for the phone bill, and it is just outrageous going through Verizon. 
it is so much money compared to what I can get basically the same thing for another place. So that's basically what I'm getting. Scotty, what do you want? Eh, you know what I really, I need some, I need pants. I wore shorts all year long. You're old. Pants. <laughs> you want pants. I want pants. Because you Socks hate pants. I, I do. You hate pants. Yes, though. but I need them for work and stuff. DVDs, Blu-rays. I'm into Blu-rays. I want Jurassic World. I want the original Star Wars trilogy on Blu-ray. I want the what? new remastered. without without the remastered. No, no. Okay, so that. what I have right now, I have um, all three of the originals on this special edition they released like five years ago. What it is? It's two DVD set. One DVD is everything with the new remasters, all the new cuts and everything, and then the second disc in each in each uh, movie is the original theatrical cut. Nothing done to it. They're wow. never gonna remake. They're never it. gonna bring it back the original master cut. They're See, I want them. Yeah, but, I have I have the Greedo shooting first. They're never the remastered. Gonna, they're never gonna do it. I'm you know the the Han walks over Jabba's tail. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, I have those the versions that came out in so the nineties. I want the originals. Well, you can watch mine. You're, I'm jealous that you have that. I bought them at Walmart. They were ten dollars a piece, like five years ago, before Star Wars was ever popular again or anything. And I was like, five years ago, yeah, it's still pretty popular. Though. Yeah, it was. but there were no brand new movies out. You know what I mean? The Clone Wars sh- show wasn't back in full swing because it was in that weird period where it went from like I, don't know, I missed the nineties. Do you remember VH1's I Love the Decades series? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get sick of the comedians on there. Some of the comments they make are so fucking dumb. Yeah. They make stupid comments that don't fall short. It's always like D-list comedians, yeah. too, that are out of work. D-list celebrities. There, they, yeah. Like David Bonaducci on each yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Says, fuck that thing. Fuck this thing. <laughs> Got like Ralph Macchio, yeah. Kathy Griffin, Carrot Top. I didn't know this. Ralph <laughs> Macchio was already like 30 when The Karate Kid was filmed. Yeah, movie I just watched the what? other day. The Outsiders. It's all right. I think it. what I don't like about it, it was filmed in such shitty quality. I mean, the story, you guys know the story, yeah. it's freaking great, yeah. but the movie, I, I hadn't seen it in years, Ralph Macchio's in that, mm. my Uncle Pat, Pat Swayze's in that, Tom Cruise, <laughs> um, my, I love Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Rob Lowe? <laughs> I mean, what a cast, mm-hmm. they're all so young. Isn't Matt Dillon in there too? Matt Dillon is in that yeah. too, yeah, he's great in it too. I don't like Matt Dillon, I, I mean, I do, he's a great actor, but he always plays a Fucking jerk. Yeah, but that's, 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 his, that's his thing. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's not He's him. He's so good at playing a dick. Yeah. Yeah, The Outsiders. Adam, you've never seen it? No. I've never read the book either? Never seen it. No, never read Stay the book. Stay gold, funny boy. Stay gold. Okay, I have two, two douches of the day, and I'm taking both of them. Taking both of them. I'm going to give both my douches because I have to explain both of them very well. Okay. So, do you guys have any douches? I no, am not. unfortunately douche free. <laughs> so I, I don't guess know if that's a good thing I or guess bad. Adam doesn't douche. <laughs> Alright, so I've got two. The first one, and I've mentioned this gentleman, I use the word gentleman loosely. I've mentioned him on the show before too. His name is Stefan Martin. Okay, and it goes hand in hand with a little bit of our show last week, how we talked about people on the internet. And this is pretty, pretty much one of those guys. He's He's been, you know, nothing but a big-time conservative Christian in-your-face right-wing nut who's been sprouting out, spouting all this hate, especially with the refugees and stuff. But the difference between him this guy is he's a member of the media, 
he has a radio show on the AM locally here. And I listen to his show every Friday. Well, I don't anymore. I'm done with it. And he start, he has a group on Facebook, a Facebook group. And he is just the biggest piece of crap. I've like some of the stuff he writes on there. He was saying like that all Democrats, you know, they, they want they want the world they want the country to fail. That's what he's saying. Complete bullshit. Can't believe this guy saying some of the stuff. It's okay to disagree, but the stuff that this guy says, I I can't even do it justice explaining it. But um, I mean, there, there's there's so many things. Like I've just been going back and forth with this guy online for so long now that he's being such such a douche. He's been attacking people. He's been sending messages. And then I posted a video. This is about the refugee thing that we talked about last week. The video was about the American vetting process. It was about the screening and the security mm -hmm. process of how refugees are made. And it's a complete, it was done by Huffington Post. It was a great video. And I submitted it to be posted on the wall of his, that he moderates his, his group. And he denied it. He would not allow it to be posted. And yet he posts all this complete trash. But he was basically censoring me. And, you know, I expect this from the right. I do. But this guy has his own radio show. And by having his own radio show, I don't even think he studied journalism. He just went out and bought a radio show. Mm -hmm. like, and, not, and he does it now. So, I, w I wish I could do justice. I'm explaining. looking at his Facebook page right now. Yes, like one of the one of the one of the pictures I, I just clicked on right now is a picture of Hillary Clinton with this goofy fucking smile on her face, holding a gun, saying the Democratic voters are the world's most dangerous terrorist organization, and like 57 million some uh, murders and counting since 1973. He he rags on Disney in this, in this yes, thing. Yes, I've heard oh, that. that was never, the final isn't it? Never underestimate the power of America. Piss us off enough and we will hit you where it hurts the most. You're in your pocketbook. Disney stock slam continues to hire foreign workers instead of Americans. Boycott the stock. Do you think he actually truly believes this or do you think he's taking advantage of... I've spoken to the guy. I yeah. call in. Every time I listen, he does a key. I call into his show. Does he know you by first name now? He knows me. He mm. knows me. I'm Scott from Shenango Township. <laughs> he knows who I am and... He's, he tries to be civil with me on the phone, but then he gets on Facebook where you're a, a you know behind hiding behind a computer you're a screen, keyboard. and he just lets off. Adam, smile. You got something else on here? The the first two likes he has on his page is Fox News and Bill O'Reilly. So, oh geez. those are the first two likes I'm seeing on there. Vice's like with his page. I think. But, oh, here's another here's another status. The Democratic Party should change his name to the Dictator Party. America has its hands soaked in innocent blood. It has capitulated to the Democrat Party and its monstrous attack on children. Is there much difference between ISIS and the Democrat Party? They are both outrageous and evil. Self-justification comes into play when discussing why they make immoral decisions. They, by, by saying Democrat Party, by the way, he's got a picture in there that says Republicans are Democratic. Democrats don't have a monopoly on what it means to be democratic. That's why I call the Democrat Party Democrats are not democratic. So apparently we're Democrats, not Demo as in like rats, is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And this is the guy, this, uh, one, one thing I want to add here. Two friends of our show, two people who we have had on as guests. The first one is Mike Muha. This is the radio show that Mike Muha was supposed to go on and have a show. 
this guy's radio this guy's mm-hmm. radio station. He was gonna do a show about pop culture. Remember he told us this Adam when yeah. Lua was on? Yeah. He's not doing it anymore because of this is how this guy acts. The second one, Corey. Corey mm-hmm. was on our show and he was talking about doing a radio show presenting Kennedy Sports for their, you know, basketball mm-hmm. and whatever. This is the radio show he was gonna go on. And as far as I know, Corey's still planning on doing that. Mm-hmm. Corey should look at this. And realize that he doesn't want to be affiliated with this guy and his news agency because he is a douche. Yes, we can't. Who would have thought that this picture from eight years ago would have accurately predicted President Barack Obama's entire presidency in just three simple words? Yes, we can't. And there's and there's a mock you picture of Barack Obama on like a Mad TV cover as the Mad TV cover guy with like a missing a tooth with a sign that says "Yes, we can't." <sighs> I don't like the way the Mad guy looks. So that that's my first one. I mean, we can go on all day. You can keep scrolling through. Oh yeah, it, Adam. I'm, I'm still scrolling. I'm there's, seeing what there's, else is there. I mean, by all means, join the group. I mean, you'll you'll get a laugh if if anything. I mean, it's comedy. All right, so I have my second douche of the day, and this is actually a story that came mm-hmm. up in the news relatively recent that I read and I was shocked about. This guy's name is Lloyd Sue. He's a young guy, 27, 28 years old, not not very old, but he is like a prodigy playwright. He has written plays like on Broadway and, and done a really, really good job. He's an Asian American, Lloyd Sue. He wrote a play, a, a short play called Jesus in India. Now, I don't know anything about the play other than it's called Jesus in India, but a student at Clarion University, the school that my sister went to for undergrad. This is kind of how I found out the story about it. This is a black student. She's putting on her capstone project. You guys know what those are. Yeah. You, you probably do from being in school. Adam, you do from Westminster. It's the big project the students have to put on pretty much to graduate. It's mm-hmm. like their final, you know, end of the year type thing. And her, she was like a theater major. She was something in... in performing arts, Mm -hmm. and she was putting on this show, this Jesus in India. She liked the show. She purchased the rights from the guy, not for very much, 50, I think it was $50 or $100 per show they were putting on, and she was doing like three shows of it. It's a short show, only like four characters. She Mm -hmm. was playing one. The other three characters, you know, people auditioned to be in her play. She's directing it, starring in it, and doing all the work and everything for it. Her, her end of year project. The three people that she ended up casting were white people, white students. They were playing. Mm-hmm. News got back to Lloyd Sue about this that three white people were in the play. He refunded the money and pulled the rights to the show weeks before it was supposed to go on. This girl had done all this work already. And he said this play was written for people of Asian descent Indians, Chinese. Vietnamese, Koreans, Japanese. Uh-huh. You can't put white people in this play. I won't allow it. And she said, you never said that ahead of time. The school clarion is a very rural Pennsylvania school. There's probably a small Asian population. I mean, she herself was black. Yeah. So she was a minority herself. Apparently, she wasn't even allowed to be in it because it had to be Asian people in the play. And... Pretty much she had to, with two weeks left, start from scratch. You can't do that. And there was a big like legal battle came in, and this guy, because it's his play, he had the rights to it, 
it, he won. So she had to, I don't know what, I don't know whatever happened came out of the story. I don't know what happened. But Lloyd Sue is a complete douche for doing this. I mean, if he would have said it to her ahead of time, that this is how he wants his play performed, then she would have, okay, well, I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to pick a different play. But because that's how he presented it. Yeah. And, yeah. So I think this guy's being a total douche. Now the poor girl, she doesn't even know she's going to graduate on time now because of this guy just being a douche. And I don't think it's a racist thing, but it's definitely wrong. It's definitely a douchey yeah. thing to do. You're just being an ass. This You're morning. being an ass. Is he pulling the play strictly for the reason that he does not want two white people playing the roles of these people in here? You are correct. It is a racist thing. It's a racist thing. You don't want two people of another race to play these two roles that you did not view in this race. It's a racist thing. I've got a douche. But I think I'm going to need your help because I'm my phone's dead and I can't remember any names or anything. But remember how we talked about that teacher who got fired for showing that that video where everybody was gay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What school district was that? Because that's what I want to nominate for the douche. Oh, the you're going to have to give me a second here. But I thought you were going to say... The superintendent from Chippewa Schools. I thought you were going to know. I'm done with her. You're done with her? Do you want to at least tell the story? Yeah, yeah you want to talk the story. We got, we got you time. have not talked about yeah. it. Yeah. I let you, you told me okay. the story off the air, and I really enjoyed the story. Okay. Then I have two douches. Okay. Uh, my hometown, Chippewa Local School District, I went to a very small school, graduating class of like 150. Um, the, the schools aren't in great condition. Um, the high school being, I, actually the middle school is probably the newest one, but the middle school has two buildings on its premises. They have the original uh, high school building on their premises, which is used just for the fifth graders. Um, that building is in absolute, uh, like, shitty condition. Um, the building's overpopulated, the air conditioning never works, a lot of stuff needs to be done. There's also, I'm just trying to give you guys some more backstory, There's a um, there was a fund set up by a, a levy or some kind of something set up years ago there was a bank account set up for to be used towards repairs or fixes in the school this bank account still has like seven million dollars in it it won't cost seven million dollars to fix the air conditioning in all three of these schools or anything like that so we still have like all this money to fix the schools up and do all this the elementary school is so overpopulated they had to move the preschoolers into something they called modular learning facilities which are pretty much just trailers that sit in the backyard of the elementary school, and these are used for the preschoolers. So we just don't have the space anymore in my small town because we have open enrollment too, and it's a small bedroom community, and people from like inner cities love to bring their kids to a small bedroom community. Yeah. So there's this, there was this controversial uh, school levy to be passed during this less voting season for whether or not a new school should be built that would ease up this the strain on all the other buildings and everything and it would, the, the new building would take I think grades 7 through 12 and they would mix and match all the other ones to just spread out the room and people were I forward and against it the people that were against it they agreed that we needed uh, new schools but the levy was just a bad levy like the taxes and stuff and they didn't have any numbers and all this shady operation well someone in Dolestown came up with their own signs that said no to issue whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like a protest yeah. and they put them in the yard. Their signs kept disappearing. They had no idea where they were going or anything like that. So they decided to set... It's kind of funny. I went to school with the guy who this happened to. Um, so he set up a video camera outside of his house. Five different occurrences where this car pulls up in the middle of the night, like 4 or 5 a.m. 
and reaches for the sign in the yard, opens up the trunk, puts it in there, takes off. So they do like, they, they pretty much figured out it was the superintendent of my school district that was doing this to their signs. Wow. Yeah. Like how low, like how petty of somebody to go and do something like that. And, uh, you know, people, people brought in law, people were like quoting like different laws passed in Ohio and stuff. And it's complete. What she did is absolutely illegal. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely illegal. You to don't want somebody's property private like that. property. Is, they're, they're, it's their freedom of speech. They're saying what they want uh, and you're going my, on their private that property. That sign belongs to them. It's possession yeah. of stolen property. My cousins got in trouble like years ago for taking like a John McCain sign out of their neighbor's yard. Like it was like a big deal when that happened. Mm. And like, so I, I kind of knew how serious it was to like mess with somebody's political signs. So anyways, like, everybody just kind of, like, laugh, like, people address the Chippewa Police Department, who only has, like, five or six cops, and they were kind of just, like, they locked, laughed it off, because it's the superintendent, like, what are they going to do, arrest her? But should have, they should have done something, and they just pretty much stuck up for it, because apparently if you're the superintendent, it's completely fine for you to do these kind of things, and it was just a whole, whole huge mess, and... Whatever she, happened? Did she, she ever get in any trouble? There was a Chippewa School Board um, Facebook page. Uh-huh. A lot of people posted complaints. She deleted the page. Just deleted the Facebook page. Um, people have been contacting, my mom being one of them, contacted like, the Secretary of State. Yeah. And it's been going up there to those levels. They're, they've already discussed, uh, there were some legal discussions. I don't know how far it went. Don't quote me on this. But I, I heard that people were talking, or looking to talk to attorneys and whatnot like that. And it, it, the levy passed. We are getting a new school with that shitty levy. I mean, I, I agree we need a new school. Blah, blah, blah. I don't live there. I don't pay the taxes, so I really don't have that strong of a yeah. But I just think it's it, it's very low, especially for a superintendent who's supposed to be a role model for the students to do something like that. It's kind of a shitty thing. Yeah. Um, did you find out the names on? I did. I did. I pulled. I pulled uh, up the you article. Want, you want to tell the story? Sure, I'll this tell the story. Language. Yeah, because we. I. Yeah, we talked about this also. Okay. Tom Lee, I believe the last name L E A H Y. He is a social studies teacher at Conway Springs Middle School in Kansas. And one of the big things with schools now is anti-bullying. And he had witnessed a lot of anti-gay in his class. He had heard slurs, you know, and a very anti-gay atmosphere. Which absolutely fits in the bullying. Right. So he played for them an anti-bullying short film called... Love is all you need. And we watched the film. And I will, po- I will post the film onto social media. It's, it's a little bit long. It's a short film. But it's, it's really good. It's worth a watch. It's really well done. It takes place, you have to have an open mind, as if the standards were flipped. And in a world where men were only with men and wim- women were only with women. And if you if you like the other gender, you were considered pretty much the gay. They called them yes. breeders. They called them breeders, and it was right. just it just they showed you on. a straight couple going through. And it was a young girl who liked a young boy, and it showed them going through in in a school situation, in in a junior high high school situation, mm-hmm. going through what gays have to. And it was just it was a really powerful video, and. He got fired. Mm-hmm. He got fired for showing this video. Showing gay propaganda. Gay propaganda is what they call it. Now, Kansas is one of the most conservative states it's, in I the was union. I aware of that. Yes. I mean, you've got Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas is the home of the Westboro Baptist Church. 
Enough said. Yes. Topeka, Kansas, where those assholes. I guess I'm reading uh, Superman comics. I always thought Kansas was a pretty cool place with Smallville, Metropolis, and whatnot. Well, that's not the case. Apparently, yeah, not the, we don't have Superman to, to get things together. He would have he would have laser eyed the WBC a long time ago. Of course, I mean, of course he got fired. I don't agree with the fact he got fired, but of course he got fired. I mean, the way schools are today, and the way teachers and things like that are today. Like, for example, like we're talking about an institution where I'm not saying anything against teachers, but a lot of teachers will catch two boys in like you know first second grade playing cops and robbers, and they'll suspend the boys because they have fake guns and stuff like that. That's not the teacher. That's the school district. That would be the district's and, and policy. The thing, though, but, these are, but, the, but they're teachers that make the thing. They're teachers that bring up the issue and stuff like that. Because if they don't, then they get in trouble. Here's the thing, though. These teachers, not only are they responsible for educating, I think the teachers are also in a position to give students the tools to understand and operate in the world that they're growing up into. And the world we're growing up into is a world where you need to be okay with other people being yeah, there. you need to yeah. be tolerant. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, if, I'm not surprised you got fired for that mm-hmm. because of the way that the school institution is today. Like, there's ridiculous things that happen, like I just said, yeah. where you know, uh, young kids that are just playing a simple game that mm-hmm. that lots of kids in history have played. I played it before when I was a kid and stuff like that, and they're worried that oh my god, you know, but there was a kid that got who his parents got called in and stuff like that because the teachers worried because uh, they have them like draw a picture or something like that of you know something you like and stuff like that and the kid like pirates so he drew a picture of pirates and stuff like that and a sword and everything like that and a gun and, and all this other stuff like that and the teacher called in the parents because she was worried because he had such violent images and stuff like that and the dad was like well yeah he likes pirates pirates have swords and guns and stuff like that that's what that's what they do he, he just like likes pirates. yeah he likes that's what he said he likes pirates it's not a big deal like he's not psychologically you know, messed up or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like that's that's a big. So I'm not. How many? People, I don't agree with the fact that he got fired, but I'm not surprised that it happened. But how many kids are disturbed? But do you think that's do, even a good I mean, example, though, to to fire somebody for trying to like I show that, just show said, a counterpoint? Though I just said I don't agree with the fact he got fired. I just said what I'm saying is I'm not surprised yeah. with the way that like for the example, video itself. If you watched it. At the end of the video, especially, it gets a little violent. I don't There's, want to spoil spoiler it. Spoiler alert! Yeah, it's it might have been inappropriate based on the graphicness. The oh, graphicness, right. the content completely. But then again, with. I don't think they would just fire teachers on showing something. I mean, we watched Saving Private Ryan in high school. These kids were junior high. Okay, they were middle school. They said so. I don't. I, maybe he didn't use his best judgment, but I, I get what he was trying to do. I think and Kansas, came from a good place. Kansas, I can't speak for Kansas, but I'm I'm willing to bet that being a conservative state like they are, yeah. their unions have no power. Pennsylvania, that wouldn't fly. I mean, this that might be fly. this might be a little off topic and everything like that, just slightly. And once again, I'm not a teacher, okay, Scott, you're mm-hmm. married teacher. I don't know the ins and outs of being behind the scenes to be a teacher and everything like that. But there's some the way it seems like is that for some teachers. It seems like some teachers don't know how to handle kids, especially younger kids. Like, for, like, all right, let's take, you know, first kindergartners, first graders, stuff like that. A lot of the boys, stuff like that, they run around wild, you know. They want to run around, play, push, and shove, and stuff like that. It's it's what boys do and stuff. And there's a lot of teachers that will come out and say, well, he's got a problem. He needs to be on like ADHD or something. He has ADHD. He needs to be on pills and stuff like that. Teachers won't say and that. here's the thing. Well, I mean, but I mean, he, she won't School say that. She won't yeah. say that. But but they'll sit there and say you need to take your child to a doctor. Maybe he has an issue or something like that. When in reality, he's just a kid just running a around. A teacher with energy. can recommend the child to a child study. Yeah. 
done by the school psychologist. I know so you many. You got to think about this. It's kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. If you're a teacher, you've got 30 kids in your class with the way that the stupid, and this comes from liberals and conservatives, the stupid ass standardized testing, which I mean, their job pretty much re- depends on this. And you've got 30 freaking kids that you've got to teach this content to. And you've got little Johnny over here that can't sit still in his seat because he's got ADD. He's over here and he's pushing Ralph. And I mean, how do you teach that? I mean, everything, yes, everything goes on the teacher. If your kids don't succeed, it must be because they have but a what shitty I think teacher. That, what I think teachers need and what I think we need to start instituting, especially teachers that are going to be teaching younger grades, is we need a program that will teach teachers how to deal with because there have there have been programs, there have been people out there, there have been teachers who know how to teach, who do certain things, and they are able to teach younger boys and stuff like that who are wild in a successful way. There are ways to do that. And there you are, do and learn there that. Are, and there are studies to do that. But what I'm saying you is, like, for example, in school, for example, when you study education, my sister, when you my, do that professional well, development, listen, when listen, you learn listen, that in school. You can sit there and say, oh, he must have ADD or ADHD because he's running around wild. He needs a, you know, I suggest you go take him to a, a professional to see about that. And the doctor's obviously going to prescribe him ADHD. ADHD. My, no, sis- no, no, my sister, no. my sister went through that thing. My sister went mm-hmm. through that thing where they thought that she had ADHD or they had ADD and she had to get on these pills, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for a couple of years, she was on these pills. And for those couple of years, she was fucking miserable. And turns out she didn't have ADHD. She was just a hyper kid. She was just a she was this kid that liked to move around here, here. and do stuff. She was she was miserable. That the story you just told about your sister. Story you just told about your sister. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. So you don't have to preach to me. Yeah. I was on ADD ADHD medicine. When I was young, my my, but that was the especially the nineties. They they were they were they were giving that stuff out right. like my candy. sister. My sister was giving, my. This is like we're talking two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six right. for my sister. Right. right. We're not talking about the nineties for her. Right. So they still do it to this day. Yeah. I'm not. They're, it's like gotten not, a lot better. It's I'm not denying ADHD and ADD is a thing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying no, is what I'm saying is, and this is another another different podcast I listened to who had a feminist on there who was. And she was talking and stuff like that about uh, teachers and the way things are today is that there are some teachers, especially teachers who teach younger grades and stuff like that, who just don't know how to handle I think they're the kids, minority, dude. Especially boys. I, I think that's really the minority. Are. I'm okay. sure there's well, bad teachers. When I was a kid. I'm sure there's bad I, teachers, remember, but the good teachers totally outweigh the bad do you teachers. Remember, do you remember when you were a kid and you'd always be wild and running around and stuff like that? You were a kid. You know, that's I, when I was a boy, exactly. That. That's what the, that's what kids do. But then there are nowadays when that happens, and stuff like that. Teachers kids cry, okay being locked up in a building for eight hours a day. Teachers don't do that, Adam. They they but can't. But there are some that do. Te- no, they don't. Teachers cannot make that diagnosis. You know, it is against the law. What they can do is recommend that child to a child that's study. That's what I'm saying. But that's Scott. not saying you have ADD. You have ADD. If if there's a behavior issue and it's it's. I'm not able to teach the 29 other kids in this class, then something needs to be done. We'll figure out what it is. Maybe you'd have ADD. Maybe you're somewhere on the autism spectrum. Maybe it's just, maybe you're, you have poor vision and you can't see. Maybe you're advanced. Maybe this is boring for you. But you go to a child's study to figure it out, figure out the problem. We're doing a disservice to this kid letting them sit in this classroom if one way or the other. It's a good thing. That these teachers send these kids That's off fine. to get child study. Like I said, I understand that teachers have a whole. You have more problem with I, the, the doctor actually have a, properly I, diagnosing. Here's the, I just have a problem with the fact 
that I like I said I understand teachers have a whole room of kids to teach and stuff like that they can't focus always they can't always just focus on one student all the time and everything like that I completely understand that what I'm saying is that sometimes it's not the fact that they have ADHD or they have ADD it's not that fact at all sometimes I'm not denying the fact that there's not ADHD out there I'm not saying there's not ADD out there what I'm saying is it's not always an issue of med med or medicine it's not right. always that issue right. it's, it's just an issue of just learning how to teach that kid but it's it, no it's not it's just not always on the teacher sometimes there's there's obviously something needs to be done there's there's all kinds of strategies that you can do to these kids you know maybe it's it's interventions take them out and get them into a smaller setting you know get, get them help get them tutored if those aren't working then you have to go down the line you have to go through you have to go through the progression of how can we help these kids how, what can we do to help these kids? That's fine, they, but a lot of these teachers aren't doing that. A lot of them aren't doing that. And I think part of it... I don't... I, I think you're wrong it, by saying think, a lot. Well, here's the thing. I, I think, think most do. I think a do. lot of these teachers aren't doing it. I think part of the problem is a lot of these teachers aren't motivated to do that because they don't get paid I a lot of money. I think that's horseshit, Adam. I think that's absolute horseshit. This is debate I think, for another time. I think there are a few teachers that probably don't do that. But the vast majority do. The vast majority do wonderful work. By saying most teachers, you're totally stereotyping all teachers. Yes, there are bad teachers. There are bad librarians. There are bad cops. There are bad firefighters. There's bad custodians. There's bad students. There's bad ice cream scoopers. There's bad <laughs> everything. I don't want to be categorized because there's a couple bad people that How do this. How do you this. become a bad ice cream scooper, though? What? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's so many good ones out there that do the right thing. They do the right thing. But because there's some bad ones, yeah, they suck. But that doesn't mean they're all that way. Like, I had a very similar situation to what your sister is, and I feel for you, and it sucks. And a lot of that is on the doctors just prescribing medicine like it's Pez candy. And that's wrong, and that they've gotten better. Not good, but they've gotten much better on that. But there's got to be something that we can do to help these kids. And it's not just, well, the teachers need to learn how to well, teach then. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm not blaming the teachers. What I'm saying is the teachers aren't getting the proper education when they're in school. What? When they're in school yes, to be, they are. What I'm saying is Absolutely that, what I'm saying are. is when they're in school, maybe there should be a program. You're going to be working with the students. Okay, let's work with you so we can understand how to work with these students. So you can they, properly they educate them. They do do that. They do go through this. They do. But and there's, there's systems in the school, too, before it gets that far to a medical point. Most points, there's like a teacher that they get sent to for uh, behavioral issues. Yes. They get sent to a teacher yes. where they get watched and they make notes on them for a week. How they Absolutely. React. There are so many other options. Medicine is not always right. It is for some kids. But you go to school, you learn all this stuff. But education is not one size fits all. Each kid is individual. Each kid has and their own problems. what does suck is that like we said, a teacher set for 29 people, I think a teacher needs to be more like 10 or 15. Absolutely. I think we, we need, need to increase teams, education yeah. funding. We need to give these teachers the tools they need to succeed. We need smaller classes. We need to hire more teachers. We need to te treat our teachers like the good profession that it is. We want the best and the brightest to be teachers. They all want to be doctors and lawyers. Why? Because teachers make shit money. We want teachers to make good money. I'm not going to lie, though. I wanted to become a teacher for my first few years of college, and it was based on my pleasant experiences with teachers I'd had over the years. I have, like, four teachers that I really bonded with. I, and I, we all went through school. We mm -hmm. all know we had some shit teachers. I'm yeah. not going to deny that. Mm -hmm. But 
Think about it. You also had those teachers that you loved, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want the good teachers and they I love, had. they love teaching. Yeah. I had great teachers. Teachers to this day that I love. And then I had the ones that should have been doing anything else than educating a young child. But... That's I mean that's my, one I mean, other issue in itself. I mean my though. my opinions are my opinions and everything like that, and that's how I feel. Maybe it's because I didn't have as good of an experience in there. Whenever you, I didn't. I don't. First of all, I don't remember having Shun any. I don't remember the having. Teacher touched you. <laughs> I don't remember having any good experience with teachers, honestly. Because, None. No, no, I don't. Because well, for example, I I've told you the story before, Scott. How when I was in elementary school, I was bullied a lot. I was like, I was the one that everybody would pick on. Like literally, everybody would See, pick on me and stuff like that. But there would be incidences like you know how you get in line mm-hmm. when you're about to go to cafeteria and stuff like that or do something else where I would get in line. And the people behind me would literally kick me and kick me down, and I would look at the teacher who was looking at me and happening, and she'd walk right by. See, that blows my mind because I grew up in a school district. I had to take a cyberbullying class in high school. Well, you're, and, you're how many years younger? No, I, I know, but listen to this. I, I'm not kidding you. From the time I I can remember elementary school, not once had we ever picked on or bullied anyone. I mean, we we made fun of the gay kid behind his back, we had a gay kid in our grade, and I, I completely regret it growing up, because you just kind of jump in with the other kids, you really don't understand there's someone different. But other than that, we never had, like, a kid that got bullied. Do you know the stereotypical, like, elementary school, high school experience where it's like that? You know, the clicks and the uh, yes, one, yeah, I expect and the that. one and the one person that gets picked on because yeah. nobody likes them. That's the school I went to when I was a kid. That blew and my mind. and all the every teacher I had, no matter what grade it was, every time I would get in they just didn't want to bother with it. They didn't want to deal with it. So they would witness me getting picked on, they would witness them physically doing stuff to me, and they would just walk by and not and ignore it. And I would see them looking at me when it happened and they would just kinda of look away. That's so Maybe I just and had like bad said, experiences though, it, and stuff it, it, like that, but I'm just saying. It's a case-to-case issue. We can't stereotype them all good. We can't stereotype everyone bad. It's it seriously got to be a case-to-case thing. But there are certain uh, sociological things we can do to make everything a more pleasurable experience, such as, like Scott said, increasing teachers and lowering class size, everything like that. But, you know, going back to my douche of the day after we went off on that tangent. That was a, that was a tangent. Um, I, I think... What, another thing I don't like, whether you agree being gay is okay or not, what that school district showed by firing that teacher is showing, here's what happens when you try to challenge the the common viewpoint. Here's what happens when you try to bring a counter-argument. You will lose your job. That That's the example of that school district just set by firing that teacher for trying to challenge your, your viewpoint, to try to show you the other side of the argument, to make a compelling argument. And I, it just makes me upset and it makes me sad. All right, so... We went off on a while there, but yeah. I will recap who we have nominated for Douche of the Day. All right, the first one is Stefan Martin, the local radio... Even if you don't win it, you're a fucking douche. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just to be nominated, you're a douche. But we'll see who the actual douche of the day is. Stefan Martin, he is a local AM radio talk show host here in Mercer County, Pennsylvania. We've got Lloyd Sue, who was the playwright of mm. the Jesus in India, who pulled... Pulled the rights off of the Clarion yeah. student. Um, we have the Chippewa superintendent who's stealing political signs that she disagrees Leah with. Mrs. Stebley, I think. Mrs. Stebley, I don't know. Sandy Stebley. Sandy Stebley, oh, okay. Sandy Stebley. And lastly, we have the school district. Tom Lee was the name of the teacher. In Kansas. Yeah, the Kansas the, it was the Conway Springs Middle School in Conway Springs, Kansas. So that school district, the Conway Springs School District, for firing the teacher Tom Lee, they are yeah. 
nominated for the douche of the day. I wish they could give teachers kind of like a, a police suspension. Mm-hmm. You're off the job for two weeks without pay. What was the superintendent's name? Sandy? Sandy Stebley. Look, I want to add something on that. I disagree with the vote no on the levy. I do. I think it's a vote yes, vote yes on the levy. No, no, exactly. But what she did by taking the well, sign douchey. is douchey. Yeah, it's exactly. Wrong. Yes. Here's the thing. I, I understand the levy. The, it was a bad levy the way it was organized. I'll agree with that, but I do agree it needed to happen. If it has to happen this way, if that's the only way it will happen, then yes, I'm right. for it. Okay, so we got those four. Adam, you didn't nominate anybody, so we'll give you the you first got, you vote. I am going to go with the playwright. Okay, that's what really? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Lloyd him. Sue. I, the other one's close second. The radio host, he was a close second. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'm going with the playwright is because the radio host, he he's a douchebag no that's matter what. what. He, he, might, he might be playing. A he character. might. He. I. I. I don't know. Maybe he's doing because, it for shock value. I could go out there and make the most conservative Facebook page and probably get a million likes in a week. You know what I mean? You can just yeah. post mm-hmm. all these memes. You can just. Say these ignorant things, and people will praise you for it. But the difference is, Lloyd Sue, he is affecting somebody's life. He yes. is messing with somebody. This this girl may not grad may not graduate for a while now because she's no. done all this work and everything like that. And he's and if if he had said ahead of time, and he's only helping the stereotype that playwrights are dicks. Yeah. If he had said ahead of time, this is how I want my vision to be made. Yeah. That'd be different. If it was for if he did it for free. And she didn't pay for it. That might be different, but because she paid money for it, mm-hmm. she's they had an agreement. And he did refund different. her money, so it's not like he kept the money. He yeah. did. Re, he did refund her money, but still, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, Brandon, who, who's got your vote? I'm going with that. Uh, is it Copley Falls? Conway. Conway. Con- Falls. Conway Springs. Conway Springs. Conway Springs School District. They're they're my douche today. It's it's been it's been lingering with me for a few weeks and it's been making me sick to my stomach every time I think about the topic. Okay, so I will go through um, Stefan Martin, who was my first nomination, and I'll probably listen to his show again and call him <laughs> back and fight with him some more on the internet. You made a good point, Brandon. Maybe he's putting on an act. Maybe mm. he's doing it for ratings. Maybe he's doing it for shock value. Bill O'Reilly. I don't know if he's doing that or not. I, to me, I feel like he's being serious. And if he is, then he's the douche of the try, day. Try to call him out on some facts one time. I've seen people step up Bill Riley sometimes, and they, they like, they've stopped him with facts sometimes. They'll kind of laugh it off, and it kind of makes me feel like he's just arguing for the sake of arguing, because that is what his show is. Well... I'm not going to vote for Stefan Martin because he could be could be playing this up. He could be he could be wanting to be the yeah, douche exactly. of the day. Um, Sandy Sandy Ste- Sandy Stebley. Stebley. Also, another thing about her, she is also very anti-gay. She's very mm-hmm. super religious. She's I mean, there's nothing wrong with with bringing. There, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about bringing Christian ideals as your main thing into a public school. I feel like you can't bring a religion no. into a public school. No. And she is trying to instill, not, not there's anything wrong with Christian ideals, but she's trying to instill Christian ideals in the public school. And I well, think that's okay. Well, she's totally a douche, and yeah. she's totally wrong for taking that sign. I, I, she needs to be punished. She that's need, what I'm saying. She needs it's to been face covered, It's been covered by two different uh, Cleveland news stations now. Right. And there's been nothing done. I'm, I'm not going to vote for her because, although she's wrong and she's a douche... I, I, I think that I, w- I would have been for the levy, not against yeah. it. But that doesn't make it right what she did. She's still mm-hmm. a douche. She's it was not, one person yeah. out of an entire city. She's not. She's not going to yeah. get my vote yeah. either, even though she is a douche. 
Um, the Chippewa Springs School District. They're Copley. very. Or was it Copley or? Chip, oh, I'm <laughs> mixing schools now. Yeah. I'm, I'm mixing schools. Is Co- Copley Springs or Co- Copley Conway? Conway Springs. <laughs> Sorry, Conway Springs. We drink on this show. Yes, we do. We had a strong beer today. <laughs> Conway Springs School District, very douchey. Should not have fired the teacher Tom Lee. But that is somebody's livelihood. It is, and he should not have been fired. He should, if they had a stronger union, then he wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But he probably shouldn't have shown the video. There, there's other ways you could have you could have addressed him showing you could have addressed the anti-gay in his classroom and got the the don't be a bully mm-hmm. to this out yeah that video although it was very good very well done video definitely watch it i think it was a little bit too intense for that age group mm-hmm. and he was wrong on that fact should he been fired for it no is the school district douchey yes are they the douche of the day i don't think so lloyd sue the playwright is going to get my vote. He's going to be the douche of the day because I just think what he did was so shitty. Was uh, Yes, I get it. He's got a right. Oh, man. Now I'm second guessing it. But no, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to stick with Lloyd Sue. He's the douche of the day. I mean, if he would have came right out and said, this is what I want. That'd okay. But this poor girl, I mean, she, she what's she going to do now? I, I need to get an update on this story. Yeah. We'll post updates. Yeah, I'd love to get an update on there. But we ended up for not really knowing having too many douches mm-hmm. this time. We had some good ones. We had some solid we douches. We had four nominations, yeah. and any one of them could have been the douche yeah. of the yeah. day. And they weren't celebrities this time. Really. No, I think I think we did a really good job. Mm-hmm. But Lloyd Sue, the Asian-American playwright who did Jesus in India, you are the douche of the day. You son of a bitch. You should not have done that to that poor girl. Yeah, he's a douche, man. But hey, that turned out well, I yeah. think. We ended up getting some good good nominations. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a slow week. Yeah, we and... did, actually. So, Adam, what's, what's the phone number people can call if they want to get a hold of the podcast? Uh, we got a hotline set up? Not yet. The hotline's coming, okay? I got a red phone that I'm setting up in, uh, in my house. Oh, the hotline ring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if they want to get a hold of us, though, we are available on the internet, as everything is these days. Uh, email us at distraction at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook, uh, search for distraction, go over there and follow, like us. You know, we post there just about every day. Uh, head over to Twitter, at PodcastFYD, or search for your distraction. Like us on there, follow us on there. You know, let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, what your thoughts are on today's show, or any show, really. Say hi, whatever. Doesn't matter. Hey, I'm listening. I'm a fan. That's good enough. Adam. <laughs> what? You dislike teachers? No, I don't. Adam's a grumpy old All right. man. Without getting interrupted, okay, this is going to be what I'm going to say, what my point I was trying to make, okay? I was not saying teachers are to blame. I was not saying that <laughs> teachers are the off. problem. What I was saying was there needs to be programs available to teachers I've been, I've been, to deal with these kind of situations outside suggesting outside suggesting that the parents take the kid to a, a doctor if they go through these programs then maybe they need to go to a doctor and check that but there needs to be programs available to teachers to help deal with these situations mm-hmm. as opposed to immediately suggesting Maybe they need to go to a doctor. I agree. That is the point I was trying to say. My school didn't have enough of those programs. We had a guidance counselor, but I, being a sociology major, I think there need to be more social pro, more social uh, yeah. 
programs within schools to for for all the students. So and I was also trying to make the point reasons. that maybe there are some teachers that are not motivated enough to go out of the way to do this because they're not getting paid enough mm-hmm. and they're not dealing with they're not getting help and stuff like that. That's the point I was trying to make. So my wife's a teacher. I know. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a retired teacher. I have two aunts and an uncle that are teachers, and my grandmother is a retired teacher. So I'm from a long, long line of teachers. Yes, you are. And um, I think that you the, want to be a teacher too. I did for a while. So I got talked out of it. I'm thinking about going back into it, but I might go and I might. I kind of have this urge to become a college professor. I did. I did want. To, I went for education for a very short amount of time, and then. The wind blew me in a different direction, but um, I think I would really like doing it. I think teachers get a bad rap. I really do. I think they are wonderful, wonderful people. I think we don't do enough for teachers. I think we need to increase our funding to our schools and conservatives. I don't think the rap's bad for teachers. I just think it... it you'd be surprised, dude. You'd no, I, surprised. Know, I, don't think, I don't think it's a majority bad rap. Maybe I, not. I, I hope not. I hope not. not. But I think the general consensus, I think everybody be ignorant not to believe that teachers should be better paid yeah anyways that, that's a whole nother topic yeah. for another show yeah all right guys well i want to say thank you to the uh the shipyard brewing company in portland maine their smashed blueberry which was the beer of the show mm-hmm. and um also a shout out to lloyd sue our douche of the day Got anything else you want to end with? Nope, I'm good. Nope. All right. Brandon, would you like to take us out, sir? Adam Silvis is a paid spokesperson by the or the Joe Rogan Association. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real association? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>